you had to have a Spice Girl persona, what would you say yours is? Well, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> put you on the spot. I feel, well, no, this is this isn't hard, but I feel like it's painfully obvious to anyone who knows uh, Shelby or I. So what? What is it? Well, I've been a I've been a Sporty Spice stand since day one, and no, that's wait. I mean, a new one. You can't oh, pick oh, one of the new five. One. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nerdy Spice, obviously. I'd be Spooky Spice. Yeah, that, that, that tracks. <laughs> How about you, Shelby? I could be Crafty Spice. Ooh. I won't tell Tab you said that. <laughs> oh, did she, we can both be Crafty Spice. <laughs> no, we, we can make hers like, uh, she, she can be like Surprise Toy Spice or something. <laughs> That's oddly specific. <laughs> I just like it because it's an alliteration, too. Where is my document? Oh, there it is. My okay. document. So today we'll be talking about Spice World, the 1997 hit movie, along with Spice World, the soundtrack. Or is Did it you... a soundtrack or is it an album? It's it's an album, but it's like an informal soundtrack because all of the songs except one are on the, on the uh, movie and um, it has the same name. Except I found out in my research today that Spice World, the movie, is Spice Space World and Spice World, the album, is Spice World, all one word. Whoa. Mind blown. And I want our listeners to know how much we uh, like, appreciate them and I'm doing this for them. It took so much work to find this movie to watch yesterday. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> how is it not available? I own it, so. Show off. <laughs> I know. I got, it was $8 on Amazon years ago and I bought it. So That's the thing is I like eBayed. I looked, I looked it up because... I w- I'm not sure that I have the DVD. I definitely have the VHS, um, but I'm not sure. And so I was like, if I buy it, like when we first announced it, I looked to buy it and it was like, I, th- I think like the cheapest I could find it was like 50 bucks or something. And I just like, no, they're going to no. re-release that at some point, like in the next couple of years, I'm sure. And I just can't believe you can't find it on iTunes or Amazon or any streaming service possible right now. My guess is that it has something to do with music licensing. Or like they're smart. And they're going to release it in this big fanfare for some anniversary. Well, next year is the 25th, or this year, actually, 2021 is the 25th anniversary of their first album. Oh, spice so. up your life. That wasn't on the first album. <laughs> we'll get into it, but my two favorite songs from the movie are not on the album, and it makes me mad. Oh, that's that's interesting to hear. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is episode six. No, this is episode seven of Beside <laughs> Ourselves. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Spice World today. And joining us in uh, the Skype studios, I guess, is uh, my friend Shelby. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited and- to uh, discuss this with you guys. Yeah, and we had to have Shelby on because Shelby is the only other person I know that likes Spice Girls as much as I do or close to the level I do. I don't know if I'm going to give you like as much as me status, just but. You know, <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll, thanks. <laughs> and, and you're also the person that like uh, made me feel comfortable a couple years ago, like just letting that Spice flag fly. Again. I'm happy I could create a safe space for you, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so how, 
how do you want to get into this bad boy? That's what I was just going to ask. I, do we want to? And first of all, it's not a bad boy. This is, this podcast is about girl power. First of all, girl power. <laughs> yeah. And um, all right, so we're going to talk about the movie first. Woo! Uh, I'll run through the stats really quick, and then we can get into it. So uh, it's written by Kim Fuller, who also wrote the S Club Seven TV show. Also a big S Club Seven fan. So that's why I mentioned it. <laughs> um, a TV direct- show. Yeah. Through that uh, band. <laughs> um, it was directed by Bob Spires, who did not know who the Spice Girls were when he came to the meeting for the pitch and didn't know who they were in the room. Uh, he was working on That Darn Cat at the time. Um, it premiered on December 15th, 1997 in the UK, had a wide release on Boxing Day, and then uh, the US release was not until January 23rd of 1998. Uh, it had a budget of $25 million, and it uh, had a worldwide box office of $151 million, uh, so huge commercial success. And it actually had a record. I don't know if it still holds this record, but it set a record for highest ever weekend uh, debut for Super Bowl weekend with $10,527,000. Um, That's spicy. <laughs> and um, it is the highest grossing movie of all time by a music group. So not about a music group, but by a music group. So like Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't actually have Queen in it, but like this actually has the band in it. Does that make sense? What about this is Spinal Tap? Well, that's not real. That's a parody. So that's not they made band. music. So I would consider it real. You can listen to the music. <laughs> well, then, it, then that means that it must have made more money than Spinal Tap. I'm sure it did, actually. Um, and then the last thing I have here in the stats is that it is 34% rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Yes. <laughs> Shocking. It's not certified fresh. Well, I was actually surprised that the audience rating wasn't higher, though. Their audience rating was like 45%, and I thought that that would be higher but that's not intended audience that's just whoever decides to rate it on rotten tomatoes so so listeners go out and rate this movie better i guess <laughs> well i'm gonna maybe go maybe okay. wait till you hear all my opinions before you go rate it <laughs> first off though if we're gonna give a big shout out to the best actor in this movie alan fucking cummings Woo! agreed of uh, Spy Kids fame. <laughs> that, and I, I think I got his character mixed up with Josie and the Pussycats character that he played. Because I swore I saw him in a different role in this movie, but I'm thinking maybe it was from another movie. <laughs> I remember he was in this movie, but... Well, I had a weird... So, I was trying to figure out why I recognized the manager, Clifford. Yeah. Um, and he's like, so this movie is full of like famous British people, full yeah. of like tons of people that I don't even know who they are. And then I looked them up and I'm like, holy crap. And I saw a lot of stuff that was like, oh, yeah, so and so agreed to do this movie because their kids are a big fan and they wanted to get autographs or pictures or whatever. Um, but so Richard E. Grant, the thing that I realized that I know him from is he was in The Rise of Skywalker. He was like that old. Uh, general who was like uh, killed uh, Hux. If you saw it, you'd know what I'm talking about. But it, yeah, so I was like, oh my god, that Star Wars connection. So um, yeah, that's uh, 
I don't there know was that... someone else that was in a Star Wars movie too when I was looking back on them, but I don't, I didn't write it down when it was. Josh should movie. know. <laughs> Josh hunts them out like, like a hound in the forest. <laughs> well, the, the thing is though, is that there is like, um, when they when they were filming the like the original ones, you you remember how like all of the imperial guys had British accents? That's because they were filming in London. So like all of these like no name like. Well, not no name, but like General So and So, who had like two lines in one of the movies in the seventies or eighties. Like, you know, there's tons of those dudes. So, yeah. So, I mean, this kind of goes with the soundtrack, but our opening song here is "Too Much." What are your thoughts on "Too Much" as the scenes begin, or is it like the the montage of everyone's like silhouette and it's Mel B. It's you know. Ahead, I, mean, I, think, I think that's kind of like a slow song and all to start it out with. It, I think they so have to I pick something else. So I thought what they were going for is like one of those James Bond yep. opening things. And so it fits it for it to be like a slow dramatic song for that. Um, although it was funny to me, like the and this might just be my preference too, but like the only one who I felt like got like the like they were all trying to have this like sexy look, and I feel like they all looked like they were about to laugh, except Sporty Spice. You were just a giant fan of Sporty Spice, though. So that's true. I feel like that's all you saw was what Sporty Spice was doing. Also, Scary Spice's silhouette doesn't actually look like her either. It's like her hair is way bigger when they show her compared to her silhouette, which it looks narrow, narrow, more narrow. So I was like, I don't even believe that's her. <laughs> they had a stunt double for the silhouette. Yeah. <laughs> I did this notice watching <clears throat> like them sing in the movie. I actually focused on like everyone's voice individually. And like, I just really enjoy the difference in their voices. And I don't I mean, they all did have like solo careers afterwards. Right. For the most part. Only one of them. Only two of them made more than one album. And only one of them had a successful album. So it was a posh. No, it was not. <laughs> Hold up. Before watching the movie, Posh was one of my favorites of the girls. After watching the movie, I found her incredibly annoying. But I think that's just a character she's playing. No, still, totally. I was like, wow. I'm not a fan of Posh. I actually anymore. thought she was better in this movie than you would have expected to. Like, she had a lot of good, like, one liners that I thought oh, yeah. she delivered pretty well. She's kind of like, I was telling Tab this, she's kind of, you know, if you look at like pop groups, right, she would have been like the Kevin or the like Joey Fatone, but then she married the most famous athlete in the country. And I'm not saying like she's, but that just catapulted her to this post Spice Girls like level of fame that like, you know, uh, there is invited to like the royal weddings. Right. (laughs) Like Like, that's, that's, Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not saying she's not a talented person on her own, that she needed David Beckham to do that, but it just like put her on this echelon to that, that she's like in a country that has royalty. She's like almost royalty. Like that's how that's how famous she is. So like I couldn't even think of a um, U.S. like allegory for it because like they're not. A lot of our like big couples and the, there's like tragedy or drama like because like, I was telling Tab, it was like Brad and Angelina or Kim and Kanye. And I'm like, 
well, no, it's not really like that because they're not dramatic. They're just like they're happy they have kids and they're both famous. Like, yeah, right, yeah. But yeah. that doesn't happen here. <laughs> not in America. No. So then we get uh, one of the biggest name drops you can do, Elton John, right out the gates. Might as well. Yeah, I mean, if you can get them, get them. Apparently, um, they like in the UK the the like tape said like featuring Elton John like or like he had like a on the box credit for that cameo he did. Which I can see that hilarious because he was literally only in it for a minute, if that. Like, well, like Bruce Willis in Pulp Fiction, he's like yeah. headlined on there, and he's only in it for. Not that long. He's in it for like a quarter of the movie. I know it's not long. Yeah, Bruce Willis is in there a little bit longer than Elton, but. (laughs) So we get the second song when the fans are going crazy. Are are you going song for song through the movie? Is that what we're. Well, I kind of took notes as I was watching the movie. And I mean, if you have stuff to say beforehand, let me know. But I wasn't sure if we should do like personal histories with any of this before we like dive into it. Oh, you guys can go ahead. I know I don't have any. <laughs> None? I, I listened to the Spice Girls when they were on MTV, but I, I've i never owned a Spice Girls album. I'm oh, not no. against them. I'm not a fan, but I'm remember not what, a negative remember fan. Remember what happened the last time you said you didn't own an album on the podcast? <laughs> You're going to send dun, me Spice dun, Girls. Dun. All right, you guys go into your histories, though. Shelby, you want to go first? So, I would have been six when this album came out. But, yeah, six. Um, but it was like definitely the first CD I ever owned. Both of them were the first CD I ever owned. I uh, was just full in Spice Girls. It was, I had the bad backpacks. I had all the merch. I had posters. Um, you know, that was basically the first music I listened to that I remember. But then, you know, of course, after that was became Britney Spears and the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and all that stuff. So, so it was like a my... gateway drug to pop music for you. Right. Did you have... I definitely still have the original CDs and I have the VHS of the movie. Did you ever I don't get into so Did you ever get into End Together, the MTV boy band that was created? No. <laughs> so good. I always like to bring it up with <laughs> I love it. he's like I never listened to Spice Girls, but this this hacky MTV band. Uh, they're it so was good. funny. <laughs> no, I know. Just, just roasting your nuts. Um, I was twelve. Uh, well, I was I guess I was eleven when Spice came out, but I was twelve when this movie and album came out. You know, they came out like right after each other. Um, and I I'm not really sure how it happened. Um, like I, I don't remember like the, the, uh, genesis of it, but I was all in completely obsessed with Spice Girls for, uh, like that three year span. And, um, like I was going to media play and like buying those, like the unofficial history of the Spice Girls and you like have like personal profiles of them and stuff. And, um, my first AOL screen name was Spiceman85. <laughs> I love it. Can you yeah. change your new screen name to Spice Man eighty five again? <laughs> so recently, like within the last year or two, I told uh Mike that my screen my screen name was Spice Man eighty five and he changed his Twitter display name to that for like at least a month, I think. And 
I think he like he forgot he did it, and um, it was just there. And so every time I would like tweet something at him, I'd be like, oh. But then I was I was also kind of like flattered that he because it's like oh that's that's actually really funny. So, um, but you know, I I kind of uh, it all feels like a whirlwind. But I kind of forgot that like this album, their first album, and then this album and movie all came out like within nine months of each other yeah so it's like they were everywhere they were like ubiquitous it was they 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 had like um all sorts of like product endorsements they were you could buy you could buy like anything you wanted with spice girls like stamped on it they had the pepsi commercials like they 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 had like how many bands make a movie even then like or, or or now they they don't like it's it's like them, the Beatles, the Monkees, like, it's not really something. Like, they make, like, documentaries or, like, tour videos or stuff, but they don't make, like, a fictionalized, like, version of themselves. Um, and then I just, I also just wanted to, um, well, oh, and so I was really, I was pretty loud and proud about it back then, but I also got bullied really hard because of it. Like, being a boy and liking the Spice Girls. And then, of course, like, it was kind of socially acceptable to like them if you were a guy, if you were like, oh, yeah, they're so hot. And, like, while I did think that, I also, like, liked the tomboy one the most. And, you know, so, and I was like, I like her because she's pretty, but she's also the best singer. And, <laughs> I like, um, and I, I really like Premier League Soccer, and I... The I don't tell I well I tell anybody this that wants to know but I actually decided at this time who what team I was gonna follow and it's Liverpool because that's <laughs> Sports Spice's favorite team which you know I don't there's no I don't live near a soccer team so you know you have to have some reason to pick a team but that was yeah right. and so that's the team that I follow to this day because that was the team that was Sporty Spice's favorite team and she actually makes several mentions of that in this movie. When uh, their friend is having, uh, when their friend is like having a baby, she's like, "Oh, she better be a Liverpool supporter." <laughs> so, um, and so the other thing that I did want to say though that that 1997, I was thinking about this, and I think I told Shelby this the other day. This was like the zenith of of Josh Schramm, right? Like, obviously not because I was like an awkward nerdy like 12 year old, but think about this: Spice Girls are all over the world. The Star Wars Special Editions came out that year, and that's when I really got into Star Wars. The Red Wings won the Stanley Cup two years in a row, and wrestling was like at its Stone Cold Steve Austin, NWO, The Rock, like peak. So all of that is happening at the same time. I'm surprised my brain didn't explode. <laughs> that was peak Josh point. It was, yeah. It was at least, at least as far as like the things that I'm into and have been into for a long time, yeah, that was there wasn't really a better time to be me. Um, so. That's You'll my... never hit that high ever again, Josh. Never. <laughs> that was it. Never Disney's making 10 Star Wars uh, things, so there's always a chance. They're doing that in the same year that the Spice Girls might be going back out on tour when uh, all of this is over. So oh, all, they... all the stars will align again. Yeah. Weren't they going to go on tour before all this happened? Wasn't that a talk? I don't know. They, they did a UK tour, a UK and Ireland tour in 2019, and then they were talking about expanding to do a world tour and um and then COVID hit but they've actually like met and talked and they're like 
it's never it's never been officially announced, but they're yeah they're doing like a world tour for the 25th anniversary of their first album in 2021 if they can do it, and I'm sure that they will, as long as, as long as like concerts don't get pushed back too many years. Like if if maybe if it gets pushed back one more year and we can't really do concerts until 2022, like they'll still do it. But you know if it gets too much farther because they're all like in their mid 40s, you know I don't know how much yeah. longer do pop star stuff, but <laughs> so. That's my that's my condensed Spice Girls history. Riveting. <laughs> just being a dick. All right, can we get back to the second song in the yes, movie? Let's go back to the songs in the movie. It's Do It. Thoughts on Do It? <laughs> you know what? I didn't think about this, Danny. You actually, this going through the, the songs as they appear in the movie is kind of a perfect way to do both the album and the movie at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, let's keep doing that. Well, it's funny because after like the sixth song, I, I I started writing like I don't know what number the song this is, and here's a song. So, um, so what I wrote down for "Do It" is I said this is a fun and catchy song. I love the opening part with Sporty Spice, and then the bridge before the chorus with Baby Spice is really cool too. So, what, what are they think? doing? What are they doing in the movie when they play them? The "Do It" song. Yeah, it's when they go I outside in the fans. Any of my stuff like this. So. The fans are going crazy when they walk out. Mm. Like they're going to their mega bus, which I can't wait to get into talk about this mega bus. <laughs> the mega bus is still available for you to go see. It's like on display somewhere. You can Google Map it and look it up on Google Maps and see it. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> is this bus like a reference to the TARDIS because of how big and open is inside? <laughs> I'm sure. On someone's mind, it is, yes. It's actually a reference to the Union Jack, Jack dress that uh, Jerry wore at the Brit Awards, was it? Do you mm-hmm. remember what? Yeah. And yeah. I, I say that not because it's a Union Jack, but her dress was a Union Jack, with, and then she had like a peace sign on the back, and this has a peace sign on the back of the, the bus, too. So it's like one of those things that people in like the fashion world like still talk about, oh, that dress that Jerry wore in 1997 or whatever, like... It's still and it was neat. It was made out of a tea towel. Oh, that was what it was made out of. It was really like, it had, yes, yes. It was made out of a tea towel. So someone just had it and put it together like that. That's wild. But I do know that bus is what I wanted, like my house to look like when I was older. When I saw that, I was like, I want the inside of my house to look like the inside of this uh, the spice bus. <laughs> do you want five rooms that are all decorated? To the specific Spice Girl. Yeah, with specific colors and everything. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, my next note might cause a discussion. Okay. It's about Baby Spice. Hands off my fluffy toys. And I wanted to go into... <laughs> so I had this experience, or I talked to my wife about this. We both enjoy Britney Spears' first album. But mm-hmm. the cover is so disturbing as you get older. And like Baby Spice's whole persona... Though I think she's a great singer, like the just cringy. <laughs> I don't know. So what I what I've always heard, I I didn't know if it was a print article or if it was an actual interview. I've heard both, but those the names were given to them by someone else. Like when they started, they didn't have those like personas, but then they leaned leaned into them to be like, "Well, fuck you. We're gonna like, you, you know." So like someone, oh, someone the most know. Spice I can yeah, like it was like a, a someone writing an article on them or doing an interview, like was referring to them that way. 
But I also so. feel bad for her because I feel like that's out of all five, that's not one you'd want to have in your career going forward. Like all the others could play on it as they get older. Their well, names. Yeah, well, I mean, they all they all uh, kind of disassociated from them once they went solo, like they or did like other things. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I see like the whole like she's an adult, but she's also a baby. So we're like sexualizing a baby. Like mm-hmm. it's it's definitely weird. And it was really prevalent in this movie versus like, I mean, when you see images and singing, it's not that big of a deal. But in the movie, you're like, oh, she's just constantly sucking on a sucker and complaining about her fluffy toys. I'm like, oh, well, I think the thing to remember, though, is that this movie and I was going to get into this, like when we kind of wrapped on this movie, but this movie was made to be ridiculous. It knows it's ridiculous. It's trying yeah. to be ridiculous. And it's made for 12 year olds. So like when you think about the fact that it's because that's like for the for the most part, that's who their fans were. were like kids. Right. So, you know, young, young millennials. Uh, so that's it's not sexualized when you think of it that way. Like and they're all like playing up there, you know, like Sporty's like, why are they stereotyping us while she's on a while she's wearing a soccer jersey <laughs> and she's on an exercise bike? Like, you know, right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, no, I totally it's it's a little cringy when you think about it too much. Yeah. Well, it's in one of the music videos, too, where she's, like, in, like, what looks like a little girl's room in, like, a nightgown. Oh, yeah. It's, like, that. when I was watching that, I was, like, that is very uncomfortable, like, to watch that. Are you talking about the... Which Josh uh, has got all the videos saved on his YouTube channel. Do you know, are you talking (laughs) about too much video you're talking about? I think it is, yes. So, they each, yes, yes, yes. But that, but that's because that that video is each one of them is in a different movie, and movie. she's in she's the girl from Poltergeist. Poltergeist, yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, I, I thought you'd more excited about that. I am. I actually want to <laughs> watch this music video now. Oh, you didn't watch like, it in pre- preparation for this? Not this episode? music video, no. <laughs> I did not realize that until after I'd watched the music video. But when I when you first watch it, I'm like, that is just. No, I, 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 little girl's room is weird. <laughs> I'm I'm so tuned into that movie because one time Danny and I watched it, and then the power went out as soon as oh, the yeah. movie was over, and oh. like I'll, it's just I like never forget it. It was just like like, and I've only watched like so many horror movies, so the fact that you know like I have this one that I actually watched, and I have this like very specific memory, like so. <laughs> uh, we get two of my favorite guests in the movie at this point. We get introduced to Norm from Cheers, which was awesome. And also Mark McKinney from The Kids in the Hall, because they're the two guys like pitching movie ideas, which didn't seem to fit at all until towards the end. <laughs> there is a lot of like things happening, like different like storylines. Like you have the journalist storyline, and then you have the pitching of the movie storyline. That is like... A lot of different avenues that I'm like, they just smushed that all right in there, didn't they? (laughs) The manager and the publicist's weird love story. Yeah, yeah. That's very problematic, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, I... The 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 movie thing doesn't make sense until the end when they're, like, use it to close the movie. Mm -hmm. And also... I think this whole thing is a commentary on like what their lives were like, where you're making, you're doing all of this stuff. They're like constant, 
like reading about how they they would film all day and then they'd go into a Winnebago and record the album, record and write the album. Like all they're doing all of that at the same time while also like, oh, we have to go shoot this commercial for Pepsi or we have to do this other thing. Like they were, or we have to be on top of the pops and now we're on TRL. Like they're, they were like, they didn't have any time to breathe. Like, so the fact that they're like doing this and then they're also like pitching a movie and um, it, it's like, I think, I think the whole movie is a commentary on how like mm-hmm. overworked they were during that time period. And I wonder and if being overworked while they were making a movie about being overworked. Yep. When they're all like, in their early 20s in this time i'm like oh my god i can't even imagine trying to like manage all of that and of course when you're like 12 or you're like six you're like oh look at these adults and then when you're older than them you're like oh they were just like little babies like five baby spices not one like so yeah then we get our third song when they're in the studio say you'll be there which Say you'll be there is not on the album on the on the uh, album though. It's on the original, right? The first it's on one. Twice. Yep. But they start it and they sound like crap, and then they stop, and then you get this whole thing about Alan Cummings. Oh, we forgot about that side storyline. Oh yeah, we did. He's trying to film a documentary about them, but it's a complete failure. It <laughs> like, is like really creepy about it. Yeah. He's not like just filming it. He's like, oh, zoom in on her feet at one point in time, he said. <laughs> well, I think he's trying, he's, he's supposed to be like a hack paparazzo. Like, yeah. But they're they were, there. Yeah. Because they were always <laughs> following them. Um, Are you, you guys ready to get into this, though? What's with the girl? What's her name? I can't remember her name. Their friend. Nicole, uh, Nicola, I think. So. The girl that, that was their only other friend, but they didn't let her in the group. She must not have been able to sing. Yeah, okay. So, one, why was she not in the group? She's been with them from day one, which we find out from the flashback. Two, she's, I mean, it doesn't say she's poor, but she seems like Trevor just left her. She's all alone. She's overdue and pregnant. Like, this poor girl gets dragged through so much in this movie, and they're terrible friends to her. Terrible. They take her to the club at one point, oh, and you're, she's you're, overdue. You're overdue, we're going to take you to the club, and we're not going to take you down to the dance floor up with us. We're going to let you watch from the balcony. Yeah. yeah. By yourself. I mean, we could get into those moments later, but even at this moment, like, there's, like, all around her and talking about how fat her feet are, and I'm like, you guys, like, you're wealthy. Take care of your one friend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Especially because the baby's father is terrible and just le- leaves. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And then they have that weird let's all be pregnant dream sequence that was <laughs> out of control. Out of control, gosh. Danny, are you going to ruin this for me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was a bad movie. I'll tell you that now. I don't think it was a good movie, but I don't think I, it was a bad movie. <laughs> I just think, I just, you know, it's like I always use this, I always use the Expendables as my um, my reference for this, it's one of those things where people are like, oh, like snooty people are like, oh, The Expendables is a terrible movie. There's no plot. There's no this. There's no... I was like, what did you walk into the theater expecting Expendables to be? If you thought it was going to be guns, explosions, and dudes from the 80s, that's what you got, and you probably love the movie. If you expected <laughs> anything else, then no, you're probably going to hate it. Like, know what you're in for, you know? 
So I feel like it's um, my job here to pick apart the little things in the movie. So we're not. So it's not just me and Shelby gushing, <laughs> yeah, so gushing about it. So let's talk about the pregnancy scene. Because that was like, just what are your to t- the end of the movie? <laughs> no, that's not the end of the movie. That's at this part when they're in the studio because they're like, what would it be like if we were pregnant? Oh, you're and, talking and- about the mamas? Yeah. Yeah. And they're all still living together, but they're all old. <laughs> and all pregnant. And baby has six babies. Sporty Spice that baby would have six babies, right? I mean, maybe that's actually why she's Baby Spice. It's not that she's like young at heart. It's because she's like going to have a lot of babies. They plot twist. They predicted that for her. <laughs> Did she in real life? Does she have a family? Do we know they anything? All, about they all have at least one kid. I don't know how many she has though. What if it like predicted that scene? Like they didn't know, but it predicted how they would all be. <laughs> so there is something that this movie predicted, and it's kind of like sad, but also hilarious. But um, that courtroom scene where they're like. Your next album's not going to have any single, like any good singles, and then you're going to break up, and then you're going to be on talent shows, and and it's like, oh shit, uh, like the only so the only one of them that had like successful singles after, and this isn't me just like dunking, but like Sporty Spice's <laughs> album, like so first solo album went platinum, and then she's like, like, uh, just put out her eighth solo solo album this year. Damn. Wow. <laughs> and um. She never tours in the United States. Pisses me off. And um, but like, she's a she was a host on like, uh, Pop Star Asia and like Mel Mel B was. So they they ended up having like a third album that didn't do as well. Um, and then they broke up. And then they um, you know, uh, hold up. Mel thought... B is on like America's Got Talent or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah, she was on America's Got Talent. IMDb told me that six months after this movie came out is when Ginger left. Yes, that too. Mm-hmm. Isn't that when the band broke over? Did they keep going? No, they, they made one more album without her. Oh, did not know that. Yep. They were in the middle of a tour. They kept touring without her. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny because it, because she broke up or because she left, but they kept going. Sporty Spice has this weird um like record where she's she's the only person in the uk that or like female artist in the uk that has a number one as a solo artist in a quintet and in a or in a duo in a quintet and in a in a a quartet whoa that's quite the accomplishment this episode is brought to you by sporty spice and the (laughs) the duo the duo is just because she did a song with uh lisa left eye lopez from tlc on her first oh. song. That was a big hit. Oh. Then we get Shelby, the... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you into the Sporty Spice solo stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an adventure. Welcome to the Church of Sporty Spice, Shelby. <laughs> so we get the event, event news scene with those two dudes. Remember that scene? Oh, where they found a cure for deja vu? They found yeah, a cure for, for deja vu. Deja vu. That was a funny joke. Kevin spitting, and then like it got real artsy when it started raining on the other guy with yeah. how dramatic everything was. I was like, this is ridiculous, but fun. It reminded me of uh, Jonah Jameson, who like wants pictures of Spider Man, but also hates Spider Man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of having good news about them. How did you guys feel about um, 
James Bond playing a James Bond villain, basically, in the movie. Is he the? He's the third. Roger Moore is the third James Bond. I know, but who was he in this movie? The the guy the, the chief. Uh, Clifford's boss. Yeah. I didn't get the chief stuff at all. <laughs> it got weirder and weirder that's, every time. Well, that's that's why. And it, like, I love how he had a different animal every time. Yeah. Yes, but he and, had and a little teacup pig at one point in time. Yeah. No, it was supposed to be weird. It was supposed to be like he was a Bond villain or he was like um, whoever the guy that like gives the messages to Charlie's Angels, like that guy. But he also, at one point, he's like making himself a martini and he's shaking yeah. the thing. Not stir- you know, it's a whole whole thing so i wanted a sequel to this movie where the girls go up and try to find him and battle him because he just sounded like he was against them (laughs) apparently they're making an animated sequel yeah that's what i was reading on too i I really liked his um like quintessential like rich uh house in his background where there's like nothing except random like cds on the walls in a fireplace Very, yeah, it was <laughs> the CDs were weird me out. I was like, why aren't those in like a frame or something? <laughs> I know, I just have them on the wall. So we get a cut back to our movie pitchers again. The the guys pitching movies. Oh, and I do yes. want to talk about one of the pitches that they ended on. What is crocodiles involved with Spice Girls? What is this movie? Give me your ideas. How are crocodiles and Spice Girls put together? <laughs> They they go on an adventure to Australia. Like Spice Girls Down Under? Yeah. I'm hoping with this Crocodile animated Dundee. sequel you guys are talking about, you remember like the crocodile from the animated uh, Robin Hood Disney movie? <laughs> yeah. Like the crocodile. It's like, <laughs> I, want, I want him to be the bad guy in the animated movie now. It could also be like their animated, like their sidekick, like a crocodile. They have like a pet sidekick, or or it's like um, Jabberjaw, who's like the drummer in the band on that one Hanna Barbera cartoon. Like they have, it's like in the band. I like it. And the, or though, although if 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 a crocodile is the villain, maybe the story ends, and um, you know, like Victoria has a new set of like crocodile skin boots, <laughs> <laughs> and their manta ray brand. <laughs> I was about to say, my next note is maybe Ginger would have stayed in the band if you guys weren't bitches about the manta ray information. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if she was right and she would have said the largest fish is a whale shark, then maybe they should they wouldn't have been. Oh, they kicked her out for being dumb? That's not cool. I, I did feel like in this movie, like, her play-up thing was that she thinks she's smart, but she's not. Like, and I didn't, I was like, oh, why why is that her thing? Yeah. Like, but then yeah. again, also her her like gimmick is just her hair right yeah she doesn't have a like a specific gimmick compared to like scary or sporty or the rest of them hers is right just her hair and then her clothes yeah i i just when i was thinking about that whole like thing with like they got their names from another person like another person i hope that scary spice was scary spice because she was loud and obnoxious and not like oh you're the black one you're scary like you know Right. Yeah. I thought about that. I was hoping that's not the situation. No, I'm sure it's because she's like yelling all the time and well, she does the rawr thing. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. She <laughs> sounded just like her. I thought she was here for a second. I got really excited. I was like, "Where'd Danny go?" <laughs> we get that 
by the way, I know I keep talking, so you guys, if you have stuff to chime in, let me know. Well, you were like leading leading us through the movie, so I was letting you go with it because I don't, I don't, uh, I didn't do that on my notes. So. What's funny is, I all I did was watch the movie and take notes. I didn't look up anything else about the Spice Girls. I was like these two are like super fans. They'll just talk, and I will like throw in some <laughs> comments. If you if you want if you want me to lead the the us through the movie, I can totally do that. I just. I, I didn't know if we were going to do that or if we were just going to talk generally about the movie and like mention things as we went. So, I mean, I don't care. But I do want to mention that Baby Spice's dream with Dr. House when she's trying to talk about how no one th- everyone thinks she's so innocent. I didn't realize that Miss Hugh Laurie until I looked it up. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize that either. I watched a lot of Dr. House. I House didn't. So. <laughs> We get our fourth song, Saturday Night Divas. So the photo shoot. The thing I wrote about this song is I have a very specific memory of um, they. I'm not sure what concert it was, but they did like they had a concert on pay per view, and my mom bought it for me. Aww. Um, and the really funny thing is that it, our our VCR didn't record, so my mom bought it again. Still have. It. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, but I really, I remember them playing this song on the thing on the show and me like being like 12 and like not really knowing a lot about sex, but knowing that I should be like about like weird about it and like thinking, oh my God, they're playing this song about sex and my mom is like here and I feel weird. Like, uh, I'm like, oh, I hope, I hope she doesn't think I like know what this song is about. (laughs) (laughs) But. That's your mom was thing. super supportive of your Spice Girls well, yeah. passion. Well, I probably also was like really upset that it didn't record and she just, you know. So my favorite part about this photo shoot was them mocking each other when they all at the end of it when they were dressing up as each other. Oh, as each other. Yeah. Well, they that, dress that... up as everything that they mention in um Lady is a Vamp. When they that, that those are all their outfits are right, from that song. This was definitely my favorite scene from this movie when I was little. I, I, um, this was one of the scenes, like, I was, when we were, like, talking about doing this, and I don't think I've seen this movie since the 90s or early 2000s, and so when we were talking about it, I didn't, this is one of those things that I, like, I didn't really remember, and then when I saw it, like, it all came flooding back to me, and I remembered, like, all of the jokes during that thing and, like, what they were doing. I did see on the behind the scenes thing that I watched that, um, Jerry was the one who decided like what costumes they were gonna wear. So then, like her being Marilyn Monroe is hilarious because she's like, "Oh no, I'm gonna do that." And they all <laughs> like, they even pointed the it out. The and they were like, "Oh, of course, you know, of course." She is. So, so. I did think it was funny that they were all like complaining about the outfits, and then and then Jerry, who was dressed like sporty, was like, "Oh well, this actually, I don't mind. This is really <laughs> this is comfy," and she's like, "Don't even think about it." Yeah. And then we get the fifth song, Stop, while they're on the bus. Shelby, you got any thoughts about Stop as a song or about the video or anything? Um, I do have, Mike did tell me something when I was re-listening to it earlier that he wanted me to mention that his only uh, thing he can say about the song is that it is their take on ska music. Mm. <laughs> that was his really thing he wanted me to. I'll have to re-listen to it now. I wouldn't as a as a person who likes the Spice Girls and Sky, I would I would 
don't understand where that. <laughs> he just interrupted me to tell me that. That's what he did earlier. <laughs> All right, Josh, you take over going through the movie, so, and I will chime in. Okay, so um, like, stop. It had like a lot of like Motown influence on it. That's what kind of what they're going for, like a Martha and the Vandellas like feel, um, and it's it's catchy. I feel like Sporty's like vocal ability really shines on this one because she's doing like the extra. Anytime there's like an extra flourish thing, like she's the one doing it. Um, and um, I feel like I have a greater appreciation for this song now than I did when <clears throat> when I was a kid because it's like a cheesy song and they're doing like a dance in the video and the the video like wasn't nearly as cool as the Spice Up Your Life video. Um, mm-hmm. They're just kind of like in an old like working class British town. Um, and all the old, all the people in the town are like, "What are these women doing? Like, this is weird." Um, <laughs> but, um, and I actually didn't really remember this video that well before I, before like rewatching it. Whereas, like, if you would have asked me like a month ago, like, "Tell me about this spice up your life video," I'd have been like, "Oh, this is like," I would have been able to give you a whole like synopsis of like what it was. But this one didn't really stick in my memory, I guess. I mean, yeah, kind of a very simple uh, music video for like where they were in their career at that point um just recording and like or recording it on a street like that um i personally love their outfits and their makeup in that because oh they look great so 90s and they all have like dark lip liner and like frosted lipstick on (laughs) yeah and baby doesn't look like a baby she looks like a adult woman yeah not wearing like a cutesy outfit what (laughs) i know (laughs) Well, and even even Sporty was like wearing like she wasn't wearing like her like none of them looked like they're they were just wearing like clothes. They weren't like none of them had like their they weren't dressed up in their costume. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to remember. So we were just talking about them doing the photo shoot. Yeah. Did they go to Milan next? Is that the next thing they did? Let me look. Uh... No, they this was also the point where they went to like a club, but not the dance club from later. It was the part where like Victoria talked about manta rays and the girl. Oh, next they to were her like was... at a party. Yeah. Yeah. And when there are people walking. Like, when three become one. Yeah, there's people walking by dressed like them. In that. Yeah, I, I saw that. When they were <laughs> I didn't <going>. notice that. <laughs> yep. Like right at the very like, it's just like they don't even acknowledge it. You just you have to be like watching for it or like notice it. It's not like a thing, but. Yeah, they, um, yeah, this, it seemed weird. Like they, you had like Jerry backing a guy into a corner talking about how like men can't, she doesn't understand why men are so intimidated by them. And this guy's like sweating bullets. And then, um, there's a lady who I, I can't remember her name now, but the lady that's talking to Posh is like some very famous British actress who, oh, really? Uh, I don't know if she's playing herself, but that's like who's playing that part. And now I can't remember what she's from, but she not not in it's like a like one of those things that's only on over there. Like you don't, it's not like no mm-hmm. one watches it over here unless they're into like BBC, you know, stuff. Um, and you had the whole manta ray thing with uh, her pretending to know what, man, like thinking manta ray was like a um, designer. A, a designer brand. And I love when she's like, I'm talking to a Spice Girl, like <laughs> like mouthing to her friend across the way. But then again, another another moment of them not being a great friend to uh, Nikolai. Yeah. Nick- yeah, when they pull her away, or they they get pulled away and just leave her there again. 
God, that poor girl. <laughs> Spice girl. There's like no history behind her. Like she's with them at the beginning. What is going on? I'm I'm just I'm gonna say that I guess, I'm just guessing that she she had two left feet. She's a real nice girl, you know, but she had two left feet and she couldn't sing. So, you know, that's <laughs> I, I'm just guessing that that's got to be what it is. That's what all right. That's... So this is when they go to Milan. And let me tell you about the rabbit hole <laughs> I fell down in this. <laughs> This was one of my favorite songs, Leader of the Gang. Oh, yeah, you fell into a rabbit hole? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, is this a Spice Girls song? It's not. So I looked up who sang it. It's Gary Glitter. I didn't know much about Gary Glitter. I found out that Gary Glitter got canceled from being on this movie for being a fucking child pedophile. Yeah, like, he had like a four-minute scene. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they deleted that, but like, I was like, this well, is yeah. the rabbit hole I fell down last night when I was like, <laughs> oh, this song's fun and catchy. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> So I didn't know I didn't know that either about about him. I had heard that he was like unsavory in some way. And but like the only reason anyone knows that guy is because he does the rock and roll part two song that's on like the Jock Jam CDs. Um, you'd know it if, if I played it. Probably. Uh, they played it like sports events and stuff. But I so I didn't have any idea that he was like. And not only did he get like in trouble right then, he like continued to get in trouble for that sort of thing for like the rest of his life all over the world. Like he would go to like a third world country and then get in trouble with them because he's like doing stuff with kids. And then like it's what the yeah, fuck? Jesus thing. Christ. And that's probably why that cover of Leader of the Gang is not on the album or commercially released in any way. I mean, that so, sucks because they did a great job. Yeah, it's they do good a they really good job about it. Oh, it's better than the original. I, I didn't look up the original. After, when, like I said, I went down that rabbit hole. Once I hit that wall, I didn't go any further. Like, that's probably why I don't know the song you're talking about. I was like, oh, this piece of shit deserves none of, no more of my time. Yeah, no, I, I, look, like, I looked it up on Spotify. And then that's how I saw it was Gary Glitter. And then I, and then I was like, why is... Wait, why? And I don't know. I don't know. How, maybe I found maybe I think I might actually talk about him. And um, yeah, no, it's in, it's literally in the Wikipedia. And why like, they were singing in the song, it almost felt like a punk rock, like a pop punk, like Spice Girl song, the way they were singing. I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> when it had some like guitar instrumentation behind it and stuff. Yeah. Too, so. Which I the, there's a couple times in this where you see them like performing with the band. And I like the way it sounds better than. Like as a whole thing, I like the way it sounds better than like the pop music background. It just mm-hmm. feels a little bit more, you know, real. Yeah, I always wanted this to be one of their real songs when I was little because it's I really liked it. And then they get the ashless chaps scene, like the whole. <laughs> there's so, so many problems with that Milan trip. <laughs> there's a funny. So I remember loving that whole like scene where it's like. Like your mother, me mama, see your big fat mother. Like I, when I was a kid, I thought that was like high comedy, like so funny, like comedy. Um, and but so apparently, um, the 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 Spice Girls, like when they were filming, did not know those guys didn't ha- were wearing ashless chaps. So when they turned around, those reactions you see are real. <laughs> Go them. Uh, I do like um, Scary Space is wearing like a full like astronaut suit when they're practicing that number. Yeah, that, that astronaut suit is <laughs> sweet. Yeah, 
I'm like, but you are in, like, you have to be so warm in that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and even, so just to stay on, like, on brand, when they, like, they go to each one of them, like, talking to the dudes at the practice, and Sporty Spice is like, AC Milan? No, you don't, like, they're, they suck or something, like, whatever she says. And, like, AC Milan's, like, the Milan soccer team. So, like, just <laughs> keeping it right there. Right, and Baby goes off naming all her stuffed animals that are in the bed, and that's why she can't bring the guy to her bed. <laughs> I have an, I have no room for you, mate. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> did did you um did you guys know? Do you guys notice or appreciate like the fe- how how different all four of their accents are, or all five of their accents are? I didn't notice. Typical American. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a thing in in the UK and in Ireland where like here we have like regional differences in our American English, but there you can go like twenty minutes away and people sound different. Whereas like you know we all none of us live close to each other, but we we all sound like relatively similar. Mm-hmm. But I, I love Scary's uh, Leeds accent. Like no, like I, I, <laughs> I, I love the way that she talks. Yes. So they went to Milan, and then they went to the dance instructor after that. No. See, I just keep taking us through the movie because you. <laughs> I didn't take notes during the movie. Apparently, uh, you did. So we got a we got a bus driver moment. I didn't realize this was meatloaf until I did the wood. We don't do that joke, and I'm like, oh god, how did I not know that was meatloaf? I love these I'm girls. <laughs> yeah. But I won't do that. So the toilet joke, and then we get the close encounter scene. That was weird. <laughs> That's yeah. all I got to say. That was weird. Um, well, I mean, there's a lot of things that were weird. There was, you know, the the uh, you know cultural mis misinterpretation where he tried to grab uh, Scary Spice's boob, but I love that she's like piss off, like or whatever she's like. <laughs> um, and then it was like, oh, and they magically Emma speaks their language, right? <laughs> and, or understands their language. I love when she's like, is that with with how many how many K's or whatever? Like, um, but, you know, it just shows you how huge the Spice Girls were in 1997, that even aliens from other planets. But it's it's interesting. Like, do you think those costumes were for from like some other thing? I was about to say, you said how huge they were in 1997. (laughs) You don't have a little more money to put in some costumes (laughs) for aliens. These were like dollar store alien costumes. They look terrible. <laughs> the time, yeah. like especially when she kisses him on the mouth. Yeah, you see like, the the chin, and you can yeah. just clearly tell that's a mask. Like I get it; it's a dumb little joke, but come on. <laughs> I feel like I could have done better than that in a half hour. <laughs> or I'm surprised they didn't just have them look like you know your traditional like grays, like your X Files yeah. aliens, you know, like your, but. I don't know. No, they instead they matched like the aliens with like a troll aspect or something. Yeah, no, it totally looks like that. (laughs) I was literally like, were they making some like off budget like Wizard of Oz movie or like something? I just had those costumes left over. All right, so this next scene, Chief, our guy, makes some comments that remind me of that South Park episode where they're trying to kill Britney Spears as a tribute. Because they wanted night off or whatever. And he's like, these girls get no night off. Pain is power. Like, they have <laughs> yeah. to keep going. 
And it, it reminded me of the South Park episode a lot. Like, oh, they're going to kill the Spice Girls for a better crop this year. <laughs> but also, these girls are famous. They could easily just walk off the bus, but they still play a prank and go back. They're terrible friends. <laughs> they were supposed to meet Nikolai. And they're like, no, we'll stay here and then we'll go to this dance instructor. Now we're to the dance instructor. <laughs> oh, you know, we we didn't talk about um, the... Uh... The creepy paparazzo who uh, pulls oh, out of like, the... all the different places. And when they're at the dance instructor, um, he comes out of the, to- the toilet. And I'm like, oh, my God, please be a reference to train spotting when when uh, you McGregor is like high and he comes out of the toilet. You know what I'm talking about? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, I love train spotting. I don't, but I do. It's a weird movie. Um, yeah, that. uh I love that they all had a dream where their their heads were cut off, but what Victoria's was that she didn't have makeup on. Makeup on. Like, oh, yeah, right on key. Like, right I've, on brand. I've got an unpopular opinion that I realized at this scene. Okay. I think the Spice Girls have great voices, make great pop songs. As a group together, I don't think they can dance worth shit. <laughs> like, they, sure, they could probably dance alone, but in key... Every I started to notice after the scene when they were practicing, I was like, "Oh, these girls cannot dance together, almost at all." You should watch one of their live shows. I think. Yeah. You... All right. Well, in yeah. this movie, they don't <laughs> dance well at all. I'm not saying like they're. Well, great they can't musicians. do nothing for you, baby. Then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I did. I that's a lyric from a song with theirs. Um, it. I. I. I loved that. Uh, they were all wearing fatigues, but then Posh had like a mini skirt on that was camo, and then she and she didn't do any of the obstacles. She just walked on the walked side. She's like, "Nope, time. you can fuck yourself. I'm gonna do this." Like that was a very funny scene. And then again, they have that whole uh, obstacle course set up specifically with each of them having very specific colors themed, as they did like is in the bus, and they do throughout the whole movie too. It's a brand. I mean, <laughs> it's a it's a hundred percent. It's a brand. Apparently the are the um like drill instructor is a famous comedian. Yeah. They mentioned that on the um behind the scenes uh YouTube video. I don't know what he does, but <laughs> Yeah, I didn't um I didn't think I think I thought like like me, you guys wouldn't know who any of these people were, so I didn't look. I did. I like stopped looking them up after a while because I was, I was just like, ah, it's, it's not important. <laughs> when does when did this movie come out? Nineteen ninety seven. Okay, they missed a huge opportunity in this scene. You know when they're staying at the haunted house or the yeah. spooky mansion? Yeah, it starts almost exactly like the Backstreet Boys Backstreet like All Right video. You know. Yeah. And they came out the same year. Why didn't they just do a crossover at that point? <laughs> like, it looks like the beginning of that music video when they're staying in that house. Girl power. Well, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a fun crossover, is all I'm saying. That's true. And the Backstreet Boys may have been a little bit better dancers than them. They didn't want to be upstaged by the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> true. Get your mouth, Shelby. <laughs> No, you're. Hey, I saw uh, the Backstreet Boys live. They are very good. They're so did we. I've seen them live twice. Oh. I've seen them once as an adult. Yeah. Oh, I saw them. One of those. Did we see them together once, Daniel? Yes. 
I went because of you. The was one that the time. One, was that the one in Toledo? I I don't remember. Oh no way! I went with uh, my old manager from Fye, Jana. Were you there though? I feel like I wouldn't have gone to see Backstreet Boys without you. Was it Backstreet but... Boys and New Kids on the Block? Yes. Yeah, Travis and I were both there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I had two tickets, and then the, the other person couldn't go, so I took Travis. Whoa. And we All were right, the only dudes singing along. <laughs> Every other dude was like a boyfriend or a dad sitting there with his hand Dude's night hand. out to the Backstreet yeah. Boys concert. Um, Ooh, so the, the, next, ne- oh, the next scene is the the boat adventure on the river. <laughs> You're missing something. Oh, no, yeah, because when they're... Okay, I'm looking get at the, the movie guys again. Well, and we also get the um, the scene where they're all like in their colored robes and they're like sitting oh, yeah. out in the garden. That and and Jerry tells a story about like th- this one animal pees on another animal if they like them, and another just another one of Jerry's nature facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get the the movie guys again, the movie producers pitching stuff, and we get the awesome and everyone's favorite Spice Force Five. Hell yeah, I'd see that. <laughs> what are your thoughts I think on that's this? what the sequel should be I agree Spice Force 5 an animated series like that Ooh. what if we had like a Saturday morning cartoon of that Ooh. so what do you think of each of their powers go through them do you remember them I know um, uh, Harry has the um, demolition explosives yeah. yeah yeah um Emma was like a kung fu master Sporty was espionage. She like slid oh, down right. from yeah, the ceiling. She, yeah, and she oh, I'm surprised I had to tell you that. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know why I don't remember. All right, so they pick up a bunch of kids that won a competition to be on the bus. I love when Alan Cumming is like uh, interviewing them but not letting them talk. <laughs> if you ever rewatch this again, look at everything that's on that table. When they go in the bus and there's like the party supplies, there's Jello shots, there's PlayStation, there's Doritos. It's a full-on party for an adult. <laughs> Maybe they were just regular Jello. You don't know. In little cups. Come on now, come on. <laughs> well, the drinking age is lower, and and I don't think it's that low. <laughs> it's might be. I don't know. Um, that so that was uh that. I thought that the the boat scene was pretty funny. Um, they they all they decide to take an adventure and run off the boat when they when it, or run off the bus when it stops and then they get on a boat and they're uh, on the River Thames in in London and uh, they're like singing and dancing with the kids. This is one of the only songs in the movie that wasn't Spice Girls song. Uh, my boy, my boy Lollipop. Mm-hmm. Who would have um, thought? <laughs> Um, well, I guess when you're like, you don't listen to your own song when you're like hanging out on the boat, maybe that's just too much. Um, I think their fans would have like preferred that though. That's true. Contest. I'd have been like, sing me a song. <laughs> right. I want a live performance yeah. on this boat. <laughs> um, but they, so then they, they end up dumping cause they, there's like a log in the river or something and they have to, <laughs> they miss the log. And of course the do- documentary crew is following them in like a little dinghy. And um, I love that the, the the sound guy's like, oh, all I'm getting is you yelling or whatever. And then he's and then he's like, oh, there and there's some splashing or in the mic. 
wherever he says. <laughs> he falls off when, yeah, when he flies off the boat. And then, uh, and then, so they fall in the water, and and I, 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 I can't remember exactly what, um, what Posh says, but she's like, oh, she says, "This is dry green only, Melanie." Like the way she says her name. <laughs> and they asked, they asked her if she wanted to wear one of their clothing, and she's like, "Oh, I'm not that desperate," or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Like that's what I said earlier. Like Victoria has a lot of like good one-liners that are I think are well delivered in uh in the movie. So. I wish um, we would have gotten the parents' response to that <laughs> to the children being booted off the boat, um, and <laughs> literally being one of or two of only three of them that had to get booted off the boat was the two kids. <laughs> of course, although I. <laughs> It cracked me up when, when like Sporty Spice is like, I'll save them, and she jumps off the boat. And then I like I, I saw that the dive was terrible, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is a movie, and you probably have a stunt person. Like, do that over again. That looked really bad. Or uh, uh, it makes me think that like Sporty did her own dive. Like that that's the only acceptable excuse for it being that bad is that they didn't have a stunt person do it. They're also not wet when they get back on that boat. They're Whoa. all dry. They're all pretty dry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that continuity here. At this point in the movie, it's like a Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> At this point in the movie, I was like, what if they just cut Clifford, the manager, like all of his scenes and put them together and just you watch this descent of madness of this manager? Because he just gets. More At the end, when he's insane. like, "I'm gonna go out on stage and hang myself." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. And then also, I have to know what the fuck is Chief wearing at this point? He's got like a safari shirt, and that's when he's like, "Got the baby teacup pig." That he's yeah. like feeding. <laughs> I was so confused by Chief. And then you have the um, you have the paparazzi guy too pop up from um with his scuba gear on. Yep. To, and, but I was like, what were you taking a picture of under the water then at that point in time? And no one saw you. He's sneaky. <laughs> he had pictures of his boss uh, picking his nose in the elevator. Another oh, bogey oh, breakfast. bogey breakfast, yeah. <laughs> we get the, this is the point where we get the origin flashback, guys, with the hit single, Wannabe. The truly authentic, uh, real story of their, how they... <laughs> Got together. I assumed it was real, right? <laughs> no, yeah, they definitely didn't all answer an ad for <laughs> creating a girl group. They knew each other the whole time. They've been living on the not living on the streets, but like living paycheck to paycheck. Couldn't afford coffee. No, I think so. I think that they were living like above that place. I think it might have been. Sh- I'm not sure. Why else would they go back there at that one point, like to that one coffee shop? Yeah, and they do show, um, you know, her, their friend again, who... Nikolai? Yeah, who she's, like, they're promoting, like, listen to this song, and then I guess that's at one point, they're just like, you are no use to us anymore, then. Seriously? <laughs> this it's is like a tragic a... story of her. <laughs> it's like... It's like, oh, I've stuck by you guys and helped you guys out, and now I'm just pregnant and you don't care. Like, you hear about how, like, Snoop Dogg has, like, a guy that his only job is to roll Snoop Dogg's blunts. Yeah. Like, why isn't she doing something like that? Like some dumb entourage job. Right. What is, uh, you know, the, the one girl that's with the manager, like, what is her position? Is she the publicist? Or is she just Um, there to help them out? 
she's probably just like uh, another person on their like on their publicity managerial staff. I feel like Nikolai could have done that job. Just True. saying. <laughs> Although you know this this character whose name I can't remember um, does she does act as kind of like a in between for Clifford's like uh, intensity. Yeah. Like she talks him off the cliff a couple times in the movie. I love in this scene that they're like, have you think we've changed now that we're famous? And they're like, no, I'm sorry. You're driving a bus with five rooms inside and you're meeting aliens and waving to the prince and queen. Yeah, you've changed. You just kissed Elton John, all of you on the lips. <laughs> and they smacked him on the butt, too. Yeah. yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, the prince and the queen, that scene, they actually, I think in the original movie, the original cut of the movie, they um, they mentioned Princess Di, too, but then she, di- she died. Yep, so I read they that. Cut it out. And, um, anything that they cut out was uh, with um, Versace, too. Yeah, Versace was in it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor Versace. All right, so next scene, where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, this is when they take their well overdue best friend who's very pregnant and has no husband to the club in the middle of the night and, and then, then leave her and then predictably <laughs> yeah as soon as they're gone uh oh <laughs> baby time and not baby spice and no one so, else in that club is a bit concerned like the oh. lady is like falling down basically yelling and no one around her cares on that balcony everyone's just like standing around her when they finally get her seated down and like just having their drinks still hanging out <laughs> I, I i laughed a little bit when they were when they called meatloaf to like come pick them up or whatever like sporty like grabs someone else's cell phone and said it's an emergency like so from some guy like outside the club <laughs> See, I thought they were going to have the baby on the bus. Nope. They they get her to the hospital. Well, yeah, she still had her tights on, Danny. Oh, yeah. Well, sorry. Does, Milo does have a funny quote when uh, she's like, we're having a baby. And he goes, all five of you? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, and then Jerry's like, stay up there. We're not ready for you or whatever she says. Yeah, when, like, when she has ooh. the rubber gloves on. <laughs> yeah. I think they all had rubber gloves on. They were ready. And uh, Posh has that uh, apron and that cooking apron on, too. <laughs> The hospital scene had one of my favorite jokes in the movie. It's when the boy's laying in bed yeah. in the coma or whatever. And they were like, Jerry, just take your top off. And he's like, she's like, what's the point? He's not, his eyes aren't open. And they shoot open. <laughs> Jeez, I, the, guys. The, other, the other comedic thing about that scene is that the dad kind of, is kind of like, oh. And then the wife's like, hey. Like. <laughs> I thought it was funny. And kind of silly how the like the one nurse is like, "What are you doing later?" And the and the other nurse is like, "I'm going to the Spice Girls concert tonight. Hope I see you guys or whatever." Like, it's like, do you really need to go see the concert now? That you literally just met all of them. Like, or if you're that nurse, be like, "Hey, I paid a lot of money for these tickets. She's in good hands. Will you get to the concert I'm going to? Do you need a lift? Yeah. Why was Uh, Meatloaf taking a nap on the lawn? Because he never knows what those girls are doing. <laughs> they don't have an extra bed on there for him? Come on. <laughs> they oh, have a oh. whole office for uh, Clifford up there, though, in that bus, too. My second favorite song on the album was actually at the club. I forgot to mention it. The Who Do You Think You Are? 
the very funky disco like jam that's on their first album and not on this album. <laughs> yep. Yep. Not on this album. I mean, I didn't write down every song, as you could tell, because at this point I've missed a whole bunch. But <laughs> that's OK. I plan on going back through the songs we didn't talk about. So let's wrap uh, up the movie here. We got the Spice Bus race. I love it's called Spice Bus, by the way. Yeah, it's um, the you know, you got the Sunday drivers and you and you got uh, they almost killed some nuns, I think. Um, yeah. I love that Victoria is driving the bus in her huge heels and. All of a sudden, at one point, the girls are on top of the bus. Oh, well, this is where it transitions into the the the, the guys telling the story, and they're like narrating what's happening, which is very like meta and stupid, but also kind of a perfect way to end it. Yep. And then they get there. That's when we oh. get the hanging scene. Yes. <laughs> and there's the bomb. There's the bomb on the bus too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speed four, Spice Girls edition. <laughs> Um, and the um, bus scene where they're going over the bridge. That so that was really funny. Like, and I love that he's like, "That sounds expensive." And then they did it, and he's like, "Oh, maybe not." <laughs> yes. Um, I like I thought like some I think some people like cr- critics thought stuff like that was hacky, but I thought like all that stuff was really funny. So, I I agree. oh my god, guys, we totally forgot. Like the we talked about them going back to the bar, but we totally forgot about them like fighting and then leaving oh yeah they're fighting they're so they they like quote unquote broke up but they broke up because they they got in a fight with their manager it's like well just you would just fire your manager you wouldn't yeah you (laughs) wouldn't break up like um but yeah uh and then he goes to the bar and is like drinking and elvis costello gives him a drink and uh he was that was the bartender elvis costello um and uh and that's where uh his uh second in command makes the joke about them uh like getting drunk and having like a one night stand and then he's like i'm down and she was like very obviously like just joking yeah that's the second time that gets brought up too because um i think jerry brings it up when they're at at that boot camp all in those bathrobes she brings it up Oh yeah, and she says she says uh, she hasn't had a boyfriend in six months, and I'm like, it's not even that long of time. I know. Jesus, these these twenty somethings in 1990s London, they're just they're animals with their dating habits, apparently. <laughs> six months is just too long. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Are we talking about the manager lady? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so the morning after they hook up at the bar he's a complete dick to her that's the thing i did that i wasn't i wasn't clear that they did hang up hang out at the bar or well, hook up she, to the bar. she said she want, figured that's where the night was going and he was very like weirdly excited in his crazy eccentric way <laughs> like oh yeah see i read that as she was like being silly and he was like drunk and cool with it well why well, i, I don't know they but then did he hook that's how i read it like josh did as well yeah he apologized to her like the next day in a really weird way. But then also I wasn't sure if he was just apologizing for like being an asshole or if something did happen. I think it's left up to the viewer to decide. Oh boy. (laughs) Hopefully hopefully they'll cover that in the sequel. (laughs) Ooh, yeah. See if they're still together. (laughs) 
I don't know if I would watch the sequel, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're gonna be doing an episode on it if it comes Unless out. Unless the so. alligators are in it. <laughs> uh so they end with spice up your life. Yeah, they so they get to the they get to the venue after the bus chase and um and then it's like they don't come in right when they should. And he says the hanging thing. And then Alan Cumming is like, all right, let's let's be silent and watch this. And then they show up and he's like, God damn. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> and it's uh, and then they, they go out on stage after making all those people at Royal Albert Hall uh, wait forever for them to show up. Right. Reminds me of Snoop Dogg at Riot Fest and whatever year that was when he was like 45 minutes late. We yeah. didn't stay, but I heard about it. Um, <laughs> I was there. I wanted to stay because I wanted to see him, but I didn't stay either. I can't remember what year that was, if that was the year that I went with you, or if that was the year I went with with Shelby and Mike and them. I think if I you went remember. with Shelby, you probably would have stayed with them for Snoop Dogg, but maybe not. I, it doesn't I matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you, were, you were there. The, you guys were all there the year I went with Danny. We just didn't go together. Right, right. All right, let's go over this album. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Sugar and spice, everything nice. Um, we would be remiss if you don't mention that the bus does then explode at the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so we have that meta <laughs> closing scene where it's like, okay, now we're in real life, and they, all the actors are talking and um, like making funny references to what they do in the actual movie, and then the girls start talking to the, the viewers, and they're like, Oh, you back there. I like your dress. Or are you over there? You, look at them snogging in the back. And then, yeah, and they say, oh, I bet you're wondering about what happened to the bomb. And then all of a sudden, there's an explosion off camera. Classic mm-hmm. Marvel style post credit <laughs> scene. <laughs> Before <Yeah>. your time. <laughs> and then we, uh, the, uh, the, the credits um, song is The Lady is a Vamp, which is like a jazzy number it's kind of like way different than everything else that they do and uh, i'm gonna say something controversial maybe (gasps) this is my least favorite song on the album this is my favorite song on the i know (laughs) (laughs) um and i think it's just it's not even that it's a bad song it's just that like it's so much different than everything else that it just it doesn't hit me like it should and so and I think I like straight didn't like it when I was younger, but but like now I'm like oh well it's it's fine, but yeah it's just um on an album full of songs that I really like it's the the least favorite. I don't know that it would be a skip, but it's definitely not like the first one I'm throwing on. Now, I remember being at a party and you threw that you threw that on and you were like all about it and I was like oh no. I think that was, the 90s. <laughs> that was the 90s party when I was dressed up as Jennifer Spice. That just makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, yeah, so that's the movie. Uh, final thoughts on the movie, everybody. Danny, final thoughts on the movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, it had some real gem moments and it had some good jams, but not. A movie I'd ever watch again. Uh. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Shelby, listening what, to them. <laughs> what do you What do you think? I think the movie is 
I mean, I've watched it. I've watched it probably in the past five years, three times already. So um, I think it's entertaining, you know, brings me back to uh, when it came out and it was, um, you know, at the height of the Spice Girls popularity. And um, there is some of my, like, I just, like, some of my favorite parts, they just um, make me, I don't know, it makes me nostalgic and happy. So I watched it. As yeah, often the, as, as I can get Mike to watch it with me. Yeah. Well, you probably watch enough Kiss things that he should have to watch it. Um, I Yeah, the nostalgia the nostalgia was really hard for me. There was, like, a lot of stuff where I was like, oh, I, don't, I didn't realize how well I remember this. Um, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, no, it was just a lot of fun, like, thinking back to that time. And it, and it hit me in a different spot than just, like, listening to their music does. Because um, you're, like, seeing all of this. Um, and I think that, like... If you consider what the movie was, that the movie realizes, like, the movie's trying to be campy and stupid. The movie's trying to be all over the place. And the movie is, wasn't necessarily made for everybody. It was just made for, like, if you look at it, it's just made for Spice Girls fans. Um, like, I, I think it's a good movie. Like, it's obviously critics hated it. And I can I understand why, but I think like if you look at what they were looking out to going out to do, um, I think they I don't know if it could have been any better. Like it, that's this is what they want. I think this is what they were trying to do. So yeah, it's definitely one movie too from like a childhood movie that actually holds up. So many times you watch movies from when you were a kid, and it just is like, but I knew it was <laughs> ridiculous back then. So when I can rewatch it now, I know it's still ridiculous and I can get more of the jokes that are in there. Yeah. So um, that's Spice World, the movie. We're going to wrap up by talking about the, the couple of tracks on the album that we didn't talk about already. Um, yeah, you know, I know which here. ones know they are. If you know. This one's running long. Um, just to just a very I won't read this entire stat sheet, but just a very quick. This is their second album, came out November 1st, 1997, only nine months after the first album. It was multiple, multiple, multiple times platinum in the UK and the rest of Europe and Japan and Australia, New Zealand, the United States, and it was diamond certified in Canada. It had sold 13 million copies by the end of 1998. Um, And I'm not exactly sure how many it's sold by now, but it's a shit ton. It's one of the highest selling uh, albums of a girl group in the history and actually their first album is the highest selling album of a girl group in history and still is. Um, and then the, the singles were spice up your life, uh, too much stop and Viva forever. Um, and the too much, their second single was it's their sixth consecutive UK number one. And then stop broke the streak by only getting to number two, but then Viva forever was number one again. So, What's your you opinions can. on Viva Forever since this one we didn't talk about? So I actually really like Viva Forever. Um, it's weird as a fan because that that song it's just like a it's like a pop ballad. It has the cool Spanish guitar uh, in it. the The video is super weird, and the video was actually made by the same uh, animation company that made like Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run. And the Ooh. the video took longer to make than Spice World did. The movie or the soundtrack? The movie. Or both. Or both, Because yeah. <laughs> um, they were doing it all at the same time. The, the, the fairies, the, the, them as fairies, look really weird to me. Um, Derry had left at that point in time, too. 
not when it was released not when because they had so this is that's what i was going to say is it's weird as a fan because this is actually the last song they performed on tv with her mm-hmm. and like it can't, yeah so it was like the single they were promoting as she left and so like the video came out after she left but she's in the video or her like claymation fairy is in the her video likeness, yeah yeah um so it's kind of weird so the song has like a sad like nostalgia tone to it because it's like in the middle of all the drama and her leaving and everything and it's called viva forever yeah uh the next song we didn't talk about i'm going backwards on the album is denying thoughts yep. on it i don't even know that song um did not so shelby at any point too if you have like thoughts on songs you can mm-hmm. like chime in i don't mean to like oh you you're know. fine you're fine um so denying is like an is like way more of an r&b song than most of their other songs and i feel like this kind of shows where they're headed because their like third album was like way more 90 or like way more like r&b it, it almost kind of sounded like they were trying to do like a destiny's child type thing with that album and i think that might have been part of their downfall too um like why that album didn't do as well but so this is a good song um it's it's not a great song, but it's it's fine. You know, <laughs> this would definitely uh, be my least favorite. Denying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I really hate the beginning of it. Like that would immediately. I tend to want to skip it just because I hate the beginning of it so much. You but. would deny it. <laughs> the pl- <laughs> we also didn't talk about the song "Move Over," "Move Bitch," "Get Out the Way." <laughs> so "Move Over" is the only song off the album that's not in the movie. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yep. Um, and Move Over uh, was kind of like, it wasn't a single, but it was the song that was on their Pepsi commercials. So it was all over the place anyway. Yeah, it did get released as like, uh, um, as I think in Japan, as still like a physical single. Well, yeah, and then Pe- and Pepsi also did like a contest thing where there was a, there was a single you could get if you sent in like pop tabs or something and Pepsi it had points? this yeah and it had like this and another song on it that's like on the japanese version of of this but uh, of this album but not on the regular one and i actually like don't even know that song <laughs> yeah so. i when i saw that i was like i've never even heard of this yeah i'm not familiar with it at which all. is embarrassing for us because we're <laughs> just, just i was embarrassed for myself when i realized there were songs in existence i didn't know <laughs> and then the only other song we didn't talk about was never give up on the good times i don't think we talked about spice up your life either like i you mean that was the it, final but song yeah. but yeah do we need to talk about spice up your life <laughs> um, everybody yes, in do. the world spice because up your they, life i only because i want to talk about the awesome um obvious green screen but still super <laughs> awesome um like battle or um uh blade runner like inspired uh futuristic music video and how that song um even when i was listening to it on my walks to get ready for this even though i don't need to um <laughs> i was still doing like the little dance a little bit while i was like walking and i was like oh i wonder if people can see me but it's kind of <laughs> like 
like at a party, Shelby, when you guys are like drunk and I'm not, and I'm still like a little bit dancing to it, but not doing it as much as you guys are. That's that's kind of like what my my walking dance for this is too. It's yeah, I feel like if you've been to a party at our house and haven't heard the song ever played, then um, you've gone to the, like the wrong party. <laughs> These parties sound legit. <laughs> or you did like a Jim Alpert thing where you came, you stayed long enough to see like one thing that you could talk about, and then you left. Yeah. So. But never give up on the good times. It's a funky disco song. I like Ooh, it. I haven't heard it, so now I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, Do you even know what the Spice Girls are, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> I know they're singles and this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, what um we didn't we weren't really clear about what we were gonna do today. So, <laughs> well, I figured you two had enough knowledge inside that. Yeah, and then I, I made you like leave the podcast back. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like as a whole the album. Um, all the songs like you mentioned, like this one's more of a disco song, and then you have um Ladies of Vamp that's more of a jazzy song. Like they do each song has what I feel like is like its own identity. Um. And then there's one that's kind of like um, Latin inspired. I can't think of what the name of it is, though. Is it Viva Forever? Feels like it should be that. <laughs> yeah, that one. And then Spice Up Your Life has like samba and salsa beat to it, too. Um, I think this album is better than Spice. I 100% agree. Whoa. It didn't sell better. <laughs> but it, I think it like musically is a better... Um, is a better album and i what i didn't know until i was um researching for this is that um a lot of the at least the singles um jerry was like the the primary lyricist um like yeah like almost every article for on wikipedia for like the different um single tracks was like Jerry saw this this thing and and wrote these lyrics and then and then Mel C helped her finish them with the rest of the group, um, and I'm I'm like oh well maybe that's why that third album wasn't so great because Jerry left the group, um, so she's filling in for those not so not super great singing skills by being <laughs> a lyricist. I also didn't realize that they actually even wrote their own songs at all. I know they work with like songwriting teams or like people but the the fact that they do any because like you look at the Backstreet Boys albums like from this time and they're just written by Max Martin that's it like there's no right no... and then I kind of just assumed that someone else wrote their songs right yeah so that's that gives them like a little bit more legitimacy than I would have previously given them but back then but I feel like nowadays of a pop artist you find out not is not writing their music you're like no like every current pop artist is writing their own music or at least very involved yeah. And yeah. you can definitely tell a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think it was so oversat like or it was pop was just so big like big and specific at that time that no one really gave a shit at that yeah. point. <laughs> well, and I mean it's it's wild to think like just looking at everything they did in such a short period of time and how like famous they got i don't think anyone really um gets this famous anymore because they they're it's just so easy to be like 
with the success of like you have people that are famous because they were on Vine or people that are famous because they're on TikTok or like it's so easy, so much easier to make your own fame. And it and then because of that, it's also like so much more fleeting. Um, you don't have people that are like a cultural force like this anymore. Yeah, some. Yeah. But like, like who like who would you think of? Currently? Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I guess it's kind of fleeting, though, like the weekend this year, like past year or Taylor Swift. They're at that level of stardom that people are obsessed with. or. Like, let's look at Taylor Swift or uh, Beyonce. Beyonce's like, been around long enough, to, though. That's oh, what I'm saying. Like, Beyonce's not new. Taylor Swift's not new. And The Weeknd is not as famous oh, as Oh, okay. No, I get what you're saying now. I thought yeah. you meant, like, no one can reach that level of fame. I feel like they have reached it, but they've been doing it for a long time. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, Spice mm-hmm. Girls were, like, everywhere in, they like, were on six their... months. Yeah, yeah, they were on, like, you walked into a store, and it was like, I remember they had suckers, they had bubble gum, they had all sorts of candy, um, they had, like, all their products and stuff, and their sponsorships. They their sponsorships? Really don't see a lot at all anymore, as, um, for a lot of musical groups, like, you don't, I guess they don't have Barbies and stuff like that, that are, like, <laughs> can you Yeah, they had, like, three or four party? lines of dolls. Yeah. I own one set. Someone he does at my mom's house yeah um i and just to i don't know how many it is because i didn't look into it because the my document was already getting so huge but their endorsements has its own wikipedia page oh dang so, but yeah I think well, we should this, wrap it up. Going, I was about to say, this has been really long. Danny's like, I can tell Danny's like, oh boy, okay. I... Thank you, Shelby, for being on. Uh-huh, no problem, thank you for having me. <laughs> so I want to discuss real quick that next week's episode I'm very worried and excited about. Uh, we're doing a uh, top 20 political songs because it's the 20th inauguration day. It's been hard to not talk about this on the podcast, everything that's happened in the past week, but that's why we did Spice World, because it distracted us. <laughs> yeah. Um, everything's a shit show. We're excited for change. We'll talk about political punk and other music. Very excited for that. See if I can find a political Spice Girls song to bring to the... Yeah, I don't want it all to be punk. I have so many no, punk and ska songs I could bring. But I'm like, oh, I gotta try to... That's gonna be the hardest part for me, is narrowing it down to ten... Not all punk or ska songs. You just do what your heart tells you to do, Danny. It'll be fine. I will. <laughs> so, and you know what? Anyone who's upset, anyone who's upset about us doing a show like that, you know, they're probably not someone we really want listening anyway. So, yeah. But exactly. All right, let's wrap it up. Say all so, your stuff. Yep. No, that's uh, that's everything I have on on Spice uh, World movie and album shelby i hope you got some of your notes in there between me just talking endlessly um no you're all good you're good i got what i needed to say out okay (laughs) Uh, i thought this was one i was going to be able to wait to to write all my stuff like i did with the other ones but i couldn't because i had too much stuff to write i it just it all started flowing out of me and i couldn't i couldn't stop myself but i didn't have i didn't have the movie stuff written down so then danny had to do that and he's he yeah, so. <laughs> I really thought you'd say more. Honestly, I didn't think I was be le- I'd be leading this podcast. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll do it. We'll do one about a band that you really like, and I'll just I'm just gonna like 
lead the whole thing. Do just, it. Yeah, it'll be great. So that has been uh, this has been episode seven of Beside Ourselves. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Say bye, Shelby. Oh, bye. Oh, rude. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Beside Ourselves. Beside Ourselves is written and recorded by Danny Lowens and Josh Schramm. Beside Ourselves is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can follow and interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at B underscore SidePod. If you have an album or music topic you want us to cover on a future episode, be sure to slide into those DMs and let us know. The intro music for today's show is by Former Critics. Check them out at formercritics.bandcamp.com.